Okay, here we go. Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Book Journeys Radio. My name is Angela Loria. I am the founder of the Author Incubator and creator of the Difference Process for Writing a Book that Matters. And today on the show, every every week we talk to a different author about their experience writing a book that makes a difference in the world. And we've got Pam Grout today. Pam, uh, this is the quintessential book that makes a difference. Pam's book is called E-Squared, Nine Do-It-Yourself Energy Experiments That Prove Your Thoughts Create Your Reality. Um, which I love because I have done some thoughts that create my reality, um, and I'm doing them every day. But Pam, um, super excited about your book. Why don't you tell everybody just a little bit about what it's about? Well, I don't know if you remember, Angela, but I have a story that you told me in the book about your coffee. Remember when you said you were reading The Secret and you were on the airplane? So I put your story in my book. Because, um, but anyway, what the book is, it's nine, I mean, we've all heard about these manifestation principles, and I think we all know about the law of attraction, but what this book does is set up nine literally scientific experiments, you know, there's a lab manual and everything, where you test these nine principles that I'm posing in the book, so it's, you know, like, it's just a way to prove, I mean, it's one thing to talk about it, this is a way to prove in no uncertain terms that this stuff really does work, and it helps you grow your confidence as you become more confident knowing that, you know, your thoughts create your reality, it's a lot easier to do it, you can kind of design your life at will once you really get the hang of it, and by doing these little simple 48-hour experiments, you learn how how powerful this stuff is. Um, Yeah, I think that's a really good point, I mean, there's, Sometimes people use the phrase, your thoughts create your reality, interchangeably with the secret or the law of attraction. Can you talk a little bit about how you think those things are the same or different? Well, I mean, I think every thought we have does put out a resonance into the the big field of potentiality, as I call it. The problem is we have so many different kind of thoughts. I mean, what you want to do is get your thoughts going more like a um, a laser. You know, laser has all these energy waves going the exact same direction. I mean, here's what happens. People say, oh, I really want a new house. And then they think, oh, but then my mortgage payment would be higher. You know what I mean? There's these differing thoughts mm-hmm. going on. So you have to get them all going in the same direction, and then things will just manifest, I mean, really so easily. And the reason these experiments are good is that, you know, you get real-time proof that they actually do work. But as far as what's the difference between law of attraction, it's all kind of the same principle. I mean, this is the truth about all of us. You know, it's the same as, you know, we have air and sunshine. These are we, this is, these are free things that we have, this ability to, you know, create by observing. It's all quantum physics. But because we don't do this intentionally, we oftentimes create things that we think we don't really want. So as you become more and more aware of how it works and, you know, get better at really – um, you know, doing it the way that, that, that makes it happen instantaneously, then you just get better at it. And yeah, and I think, work a lot better. I think it's sometimes it's hard to identify what all those thoughts are because there is the, oh, I would love a new car, and then you're not identifying. Um, right. Well, you know, you know exactly. we have 50,000 thoughts a day, and, you know, 90% of them are the same thoughts we had yesterday. I mean, if we really would use this power that we have, we could create an entire new world, and that's what's so exciting about it is that we only see, like people go, oh, if you don't, you know, remember the, the, the ha- you know, you've got to keep track of history because otherwise, you know, we'll repeat the past. Well, the truth of it is if you focus a lot on what happened in the past, you're going to just repeat the past. So, I mean, every day you have a brand-new Etch-A-Sketch to create a whole new world, and that's why it's important. Ooh, to let go of the past I love the Etch-A-Sketch really, idea. That's yeah, exciting. Yeah, 
Yeah. So um, so anyway, it's really important to let go of all those thoughts and to let go of the default setting. I mean, the default setting, you know, what everybody, it's kind of like the world we've got right now. We look at what what's apparent reality and think, oh, this is the way it is. And you keep thinking about that, you're going to get the same exact thing. So, But we really do have this amazing power and this gift, this energy, if you will, that can change our reality I mean, I've used it to write all my books. I've used it, you know, to pretty much do everything that I've done in my life, and I've traveled every continent on the planet. I've, you know, done all kinds of cool stuff. And you call the book E squared. I'm going to guess the E is for energy. Exactly. It's kind of a takeoff on Einstein's E equals MC squared. I was just trying to come up with a, a clever title for it, and I really like that. And the cover is fabulous. They did a wonderful design on it. I really am oh, very I happy see. with it. And if people go to PamGrout.com, will they see that cover? Yeah, they can see the cover. There's one of I've got a lot of different things about all 16 of my books, but there is one thing because E squared just came out. There's a special page just for E squared, and I'm blogging. Okay, so all I the just want to make sure everyone gets that. It's Pam P A M and then Grout, G R O U T. You can go to PamGrout.com, and there's a page called E squared. You'll see the link right near the top that says E squared, and if you click on that, you will see a very electrified cover. Um, yeah. <laughs> So I think that's worth checking out. One of the one of the nice things um, in your case is you were published by Hay House and uh, got to tap into their uh, creative team for this cover, right? Right. In fact, they were fabulous because they sent me three covers and they said, "Hey, pick which one you like." Well, I didn't like any of them, and I said, "Oh, you know, I'm not crazy about any of them." They sent me another six covers or something like that. Again, wasn't crazy about them. In fact, I even you know, came up with a couple ideas and sent them some things. But then they sent me, oh, I don't know, maybe six more cover ideas, and I loved almost all of them. <laughs> so I had to pick which one I liked, and I finally decided on this one, but I really like this one. I, I like the black book, and I like the way it shines. I mean, I think it's a really fabulous cover. Yeah, so it was just, worth, you know, standing up for my... to uh, check that out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it and was also worth- it's a great example whether you're if you're self-publishing and you're working with a designer on your own, or you're working with a publisher or a, 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 an indie publisher. However, you're working, being really clear about your needs for your cover. Hopefully, you're getting expert advice on what's going to make it sell. But you also you're going to carry this book around with you, and you know it's going to be a big part of your life for quite some time. So you want to make sure that you like looking at your cover. I've talked to a lot of authors that actually don't. Did you have that experience with any of your other books where you kind of look at the cover and makes you feel a little queasy? Well, I like most of my covers, but one of the funny things that happened, I have a one of my books is called Living Big, and it's the cover, well, it has two different, well, several different versions, but one of the versions is a woman jumping on a couch, you know, like, oh, wow, Live Big. So the German edition of that cover or the German edition of that book, they they made it. They put a couch on and no person jumping. So it's like here's this book about living big, and it's a couch. Which sit on your which couch I think's hilarious, and watch some TV. You know, and in, yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of funny. I mean, that was the German translation. I mean, the whole book's in German. I I presume it says what what I said, but anyway, um, the cover. I wasn't crazy about that cover. <laughs> but yeah, most of them I, I think do that's, like. Yeah, that's a great story. And um, so let's talk about the process. You actually have a, a lot of experience. We've talked about this, 16 books, not not all of them in the self-space, self-help space like this one is more, um, but you've got a whole variety. Yeah, I guess they kind of come down into two main categories, um, travel books. I've done three books for National Geographic and quite a few books for um, Global Quad. I've done books on girlfriend getaways and I um, – 
I've done some Curiosities books, you know, where you find wacky, quirky things in states like Kansas Curiosities, which is where I'm from, and I did Colorado Curiosities. So I guess about half of them are travel books, and I love to travel. I do a travel column. I have a travel blog. And then um, the other half are what you might call um, self-help you know, spiritual, new age, whatever type of books. There's one I have called Jumpstart Your Metabolism about the the power of breathing. And that's a really, that's actually been my most successful book to date, although E-Squared is quickly gaining in the ranks. It's it's doing really well. Well, and let's talk about that because that E-Squared came out at the end of January. Right, January 28th. And what do you know about the last couple months in terms of how that book's doing? Well, you know, the really only place I know to check is on Amazon. And for the first month, it was on their hot new releases in motivational self-help. And then after a month's over, you know, you're no longer new release. But it's been, I mean, yesterday it was up to the third in um, self-help personal transformation. And it's been up there with all these authors like, oh, wow, I'm up there with Wayne Dyer and Marianne Williamson. And it's like a real kick for me. Now, I don't know how that exactly translates out into sales. You know, it takes a long time before you start getting your royalties and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I've got my advance, of course, but um, so I don't know how that's going to come out in sales, but it, it appears from Amazon. I mean, I don't know that I've ever had a book before any of my other books have been up there, at least not in the top ten. So I would think that, you know, it's doing doing really well. At least it's exciting for me. Yeah. In fact, so you're talking about is... the cover. It's, I kind of obsessively check. It's like, I'm sure what I like looking at covers since I'm always obsessively checking to see what the reviews are saying. It's gotten great reviews. I mean, even going in, I had some fabulous reviews. I had Jack Canfield who said, you know, he loved the book and it was as funny as Ellen DeGeneres and as wise as Deepak Chopra. And then Ooh, Dr. Christian Northrup, yeah, that was a good review. And then Dr. Christian Northrup said um, that um, it was beyond brilliant. So, you know, I had those two endorsements right there, one's on the cover, front cover, one's on the back. Now, how I had did a bunch you of get other. Well, um, it's funny, um, Dr. Christian Northrup, I had just sent her a copy of the book in a different version, and she just, on her own, I didn't ask for it, she just sent me back this endorsement that was just, I mean, it went on and on about how much she loved it. And then I did ask Jack Canfield, so I sent him, I actually emailed him a copy of the original manuscript, and he, you know, agreed. In fact, he talk about choices. He gave me two quotes, which ones do you like the best? And I actually liked the one about Deepak Chopra and... Um, yeah, and how in general, so you know, it's like okay. That's awesome, and definitely yeah. Uh, yeah. looks like twenty-five reviews on Amazon and lots of five stars, and it's definitely doing great. So congratulations on that. Yeah, thank you, thank you. So let's talk about let's let's see if we can get some advice going here. Let's talk about what you wish that you knew before writing this book or really any book. What do you think authors need to know that you didn't know before you started writing? Well, the world is changing so much. You know, the publishing business. I mean, the world in general is uh, changing, but the publishing business is dramatically changing and. I did not know the power of social media. I mean, I've had a website forever. I mean, you know, probably 10 years. I've had books for a long time, so I had a website. But I wasn't capturing names. I didn't know anything about that. I mean, I can track. I mean, I know, you know, I get 30,000, 40,000 people. And now it's just like, you know, jumping exponentially of people that are going to my website. But I always had people going to my website, but I didn't do anything to – you know, bring them into the fold or, you know, I mean, they'd write me these, I mean, I get emails from people all the time and I just never, I guess, engaged and used the social media 
platform. And one of the things Hay House did, they sent me a book that is called Platform. It's written by um, Michael Hyatt. And he talks about how important this tool is of social media. And I think I kind of poo-pooed it because, again, I came up through the journalistic ranks. I was an author. I mean, I did it the old school way before, you know, social media even started. I mean, I was writing books before any of this happened. And, you know, I was of the, of the you know, mind that, you know, you try to get on Oprah and, you know, all that kind of way, which is a fabulous thing to do still. I, you know, I, I still want to do all those things. But social media is a great way to connect and to actually develop, I guess, what some people call a tribe or whatever. I mean, you've done a fabulous job of, of doing that. And I missed out on this huge opportunity because for here so many years I had websites and people were, you know, sending me emails and I, you know, coming to my website. But that was it. They'd come, they'd read. I mean, they might come back from time to time. Oh, the other thing is my website. I just it was like a permanent website. You know, it talked about my books. And when I had a new book, I'd put it on there, but I wasn't blogging. And so what platform taught me was to blog. And not only has it really increased my readership, but I'm loving doing it. I mean, I'm not making money. I guess, again, I'm a professional writer, so I always thought, okay, if you're going to write, you're going to get money. But I love doing this. I absolutely, you know, and nobody's paying me. It's just on my blog, but I'm really having a great time writing these blogs. It's just... And what do you what do you love about it? What's fun about blogging? Well, you know, you're a, I'm a writer, so I love to write, and it's a way of really clarifying what I think. You know, I'm blogging now about I mean, I blog about my travel experiences, and I've been doing that for a while. But this is about E squared, the topics in E squared about manifestation, about how we create our own reality, about creativity, and so I'm blogging on topics that I love. And I mean, I always read about these topics, and it's really fun to write about them as well. And one of my books is about this topic. I've got a book out called Art and Soul, and it's about creativity and spirituality. So, I mean, it's not a new topic to me, but this whole thing of, you know, your manifestation and your thoughts. And as you think about it, I mean, writing, if it, the biggest gift of all of writing is that you, it helps you express what you really think. It helps you realize what you really think. I mean, a lot of times mm-hmm. you don't even, you know, you don't even know you have, I mean, you know, but you haven't put it into words exactly. So writing, of course, helps you express that into, you know, really get it into words, what you really think. And it helps you even kind of develop your thoughts, I think. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And for you when you write a book, do you what what tools um what tools do you use to help make the idea for your book a reality? Well, I it's really funny cuz I always want to employ the muses so to speak. I really think that if you can hook up to the you know, you want to call it God, the muses, the, the higher force. In the, this book, I call it the field of potentiality because all of us are connected to everybody else and every other thing in the world. And we're also connected to this, you know, this higher thing, what, what they used to call the genius. So you can either write with your own resources, which is what you've known, what you've learned in the past, and it's very limited, or you can hook into this bigger thing, this, you know, this muse, the God, whatever you want to call it, And once you hook in there, and you have to do it by discipline, but once you hook in there, what you're going to get is so much better than anything you can come up with on your own. So to me, that's the number one thing that I want to do. I mean, number one, I, I, I would much rather represent, you know, the bigger picture than, than my little limited pea brain can come up with, you know. So I want to be hooked Mm -hmm. in always. And how do you do that? What are some of the ways you use to hook into that? Well, what I believe is that um, this stuff's natural and normal. I mean, this bigger, higher force that's out there is constantly wanting to source us. But again, because we're so busy relying on our own resources that we don't recognize it. So I believe through discipline. I mean, literally, when you write every day, 
Um, mm-hmm. The muses say, hey, you know, this person could be counted on. This person, you know, would be a pretty good secretary for all these wonderful ideas I have. So I do think discipline is a key factor. You really do have to prove to them that, you know, and you have to be willing to be imperfect. You have to be willing to do it even when you hate what you write. I mean, there's times, you know, you're like, oh, my gosh, I hate this and I want to quit. And that, and we do a lot of times. But if you stay with it, they'll go, hey, you know, there's something here. This person's willing to, you know, take notes. So I think discipline is always the most important thing. Yeah, I love uh, I love that idea, and I think for some people this could be a metaphor, and some maybe will believe it's true. But the idea that the muses could see you as a trustworthy secretary. Exactly. Yeah. That totally gave me chills when you said that because I've had those moments, and and I I think I'm not alone in that. When you're in a groove and you're writing all the time, and you keep getting more and more ideas, and you're thinking, where are these coming from? <laughs> they aren't even mine. They're so good. Right. Well, you know. So since I started blogging, it's like I, I keep a little list because it's just ideas come, oh, I could blog about that, I could blog about that. I mean, it just, I get more, you know, you think that, oh, if I do it every day, I'll run out of ideas. I mean, that could be one thought. Well, the truth of it is the more you write, the more ideas you have. I mean, I I could write, you know, with all the ideas I've generated from when I started doing this, I could, you know, have ideas for the rest of, you know, the rest of the year. I mean, that's how many ideas I've gotten. But then every day I keep getting more. So, I mean, there's an endless supply, an endless, I mean, there is no limit to anything but what we put on it. We're the only ones that can, you know, limit anything. So, okay, we're going to switch topics a little bit. Um, I want to talk about, for, you have been able to manifest more than one book contract that included in advance, and you have been paid for your writing. Many of my listeners and people I work with, they're working on their first book, and not only that, uh, they are often funding it themselves. Um, and often spending more on their books than they can probably make if they figured out how to do the math. So I want to talk about how you can, what advice you would give, what what tools you would suggest people use to manifest a book contract with an advance, and if you even think that's a good idea for people. Oh, no, I think it's a great idea. Um, I self-published, well, I'd done three books for a seminar company, you know, those books that they sell at the back of the room. One was like Creativity for Business. So I had done three Uh books like that. And then I self-published a book. And um, I had a great experience with it. I ended up getting on Howard Stern's show and all these different, you know, radio interviews. I did lots and lots of radio interviews, and it sold you know, a lot of copies, and then Simon & Schuster bought it out from under me. In fact, I think nowadays publishers really are very interested in the self-published book, and I think it's a good way to get the eye of a publisher. I mean, it didn't used to be that way, but that's kind of how it worked for me. I self-published, and I got this fabulous agent because I was on this talk show, and somebody, one of the publishers, I think it was Bantam, came up to me and said, hey, we'd be interested in buying your book. And I thought, well, if they're already offering this, I should probably get an agent. So she put it up for auction and, you know, of course, got a lot more money than I did. But let's see. I'm trying to remember what your original question was. How did you find an agent? How did you find an agent, and what would you recommend for people who would like to have an agent? Well, I've had three different agents in my life. Um, The first one retired a multimillionaire because she was the agent of a lot of really big-name authors. I I didn't make her a multimillionaire, but she she retired very early. Um, And, again, I had just sent her that book. I already had – 
you know, this publisher that was interested in it. So she took it on, and then she went ahead and, you know, represented three more books for me. But how to get an agent, you know, it's. I think it is a little more difficult these days. I think agents like publishers are looking for people that are successful, that, you know, have a platform. I can't emphasize that enough. I mean, here I, I really lost out on that opportunity to really have a platform. I guess I do in a sense just because I have books. I mean, they are my platform. But, again, I'm not one who specialized in one thing. I mean, I've got all these travel books. I've got all these self-help books. I've got breathing books. You know, I've got different kind of things. So, so I think your platform is really what you have to decide, like, what do you want to represent? What do you want to, you know, specialize in? And um, I don't know that I'm a big specializer, but I do really like this topic because it's pretty broad. I mean, I guess my my general mission is to uplift and inspire and change the dominant paradigm. So I guess that is my platform. But as far as how do you get people onto your platform, you know, your books do, the blogging does, you know, through social media you get people hooked up that way. And, it's, and then I think once you have a large enough, um, oh, what do they call it, your list, then it's pretty easy to get an agent interested. I mean, sadly, um, the quality of the writing isn't nearly as important as your marketing abilities. You know, if you have got a lot of receptive readers, then any agent will take you even if you write terribly. I mean, you know, it really does have to do with how many books they think they can sell. It's all it's all a business. I mean, I've written fabulous, fabulous books. Um, and then this one suddenly is getting all this interest. So the book it wasn't it wasn't the book, it was just the um it's just the fact that I'm marketing it differently. Mm. So I you know, so yeah, I mean, this your, is a, this is a cold splash of water, but I don't want to just brush over the point because I think people that listen to this show love to write and they get excited about their book and as soon as somebody starts talking about marketing, their eyes start to glaze over and they think, well, that's not for me. I'm going to finish the book and I'm going to hire someone to do the marketing for the book. But it just doesn't really work that way, does it? Well, as as Michael Hyatt said in the book Platform, nobody has more skin in the game than you do. And believe me, I've had people marketing my books before that the, the that the publishers hired, not that I ever hired anybody. But one time, for example, I had a book that was sort of a um, metaphysical New Age book. It's called God Doesn't Have Bad Hair Days. So they hired a traditional Christian publisher, or, or I mean publicist, and I mean, she, I mean, this book. I said, "Have you even read this book?" I mean, the point is that you know you're the one that really mm-hmm. knows your book through and through. Um, and that publicist they hired had no clue what my book was even about. And really, you have to do it yourself. You you do. And I mean, if you get people really interested then the publisher will put some money behind it as well. But, like, look at Hay House. I mean, they sent me this book and said, hey, here's what we're going to do. You need to read this book. I mean, they sent me the book. They didn't – I mean, they paid for it. They FedExed it to me. They wanted me to read it and do it. And and what it says is, you know, it's up to you. It is always up to you, and you have to do the marketing. Yeah, you can hire somebody, but – you know, they're not that invested in it as you are. So it's always important. Marketing's a big part of the piece. But see, here's why my marketing's been so much fun on this book, because again, I love to write. So basically I'm still writing the book in a sense. You know, I'm just writing more and more cool stuff more chapters. that relates yeah. to the book, you know, for the um for my blog. So I'm enjoying it. I mean, I yes, it's called marketing, I guess, because, you know, um, you know, I'm attracting people to the book or whatever, but but it's fun. I mean, I'm doing something I like to market and I think 
if and you can do that. There I mean, are so many ways to market a book, and so I think one of the missions for authors is before they even write their book is to figure out how is it going to be fun for you to market this. Because if selling books at the back of a room at a Fred Friendly seminar isn't going to do it for you, you're not going to do it. You know what? I wake up in the morning and do it. Right. You want something sustainable, and the only thing that's really sustainable is fun. So you always want to do things that are fun. In fact, people talk about the law of attraction. The very best thing you can do to get your book deal, your agent, is start having fun. Start loving your life, and then it's just going to work. And everybody thinks, oh, I've got to work so hard. I've got to do this, got to do that. Well, yeah, you have to, but you've got to do what you love, and that's when you attract in all the, you know, the good stuff. I mean, really having fun, that is so underrated, <laughs> having a great time. I think that's absolutely true, and I think that as much as people are trying to tune this part out, you can have fun marketing, and you can market in a way that's authentic and doesn't make you feel like you use car salesman, and that makes you excited to, to get the word out about your book. If you're writing a book that you want to change lives and to bring joy in some way or healing or hope to people, then the marketing piece needs to be something that is fun and feels good and feels just as good as writing the book alone in your room did. You know, wherever you're writing, no one's seeing that. So you have to do something facing out that feels just as good. Mm-hmm. And I've had so much fun. I mean, starting the blog, people, you know, email me. They're telling me all these amazing things they're manifesting. And, I mean, I feel like I've had this whole little community now that's really fun. I mean, as a writer, you know, sometimes you do get lonely. You do sit in your little writer's garret by yourself. So it's, that's one of the great things about this is to have a little community. I mean, I have certainly my friends here in town that I see face-to-face, but it's fun to have a little community over the Internet as well. I, I'm enjoying that. Yeah, me too. That's one of my favorite things. Let's talk about more um, more before and afters, and and you can talk about you know your own experience with, with any of your books here. But what are some specific outcomes? I always like to think of weight loss pictures. You know, before I you know used Hydroxy Pro or whatever, I this is what I look like and here's what I look like now. How? Um, what are some of the specific outcomes of being an author? Experiences that you've had, places you visited, people you've met, um, speeches you've given. And what are, what are some specific things that wouldn't have happened if you weren't an author? Well, I mean, I think the biggest thing, and this isn't maybe what you want to hear, is that you do get to mine the depths of your own heart and soul. I mean, that is the number one advantage. You know, even if nobody ever reads it, and hopefully that's not going to happen, but even if that doesn't happen, writing for that reason is, is is a great thing to do. It's a wonderful path to take in life. Is is to do it just just for that. But um, it also, I mean, yes, I've met all kinds of people. I mean, I've been on all kinds of radio talk shows. I've been on all. I've been, I've been on television. I've been on not Oprah, but Oprah's best friend Gail King's show. I've you know I've gotten to do all kinds of things. And again, because I do a lot of travel books, I get to travel all over the world, and that is. You know, I mean, how can you beat that? I mean, <laughs> just this is this year so far. I've been to Belize. I've been to the Cook Islands. I'm actually going to Denver tomorrow for a, for a travel writing assignment. I went to Moscow and St. Petersburg in October. I mean, I'm just constantly getting to do amazing things. Part of that's because I know that you know my thoughts do create my reality, and I'm able to you know create a lot of great experiences for myself. But um, you know, the writing, being able to write and being able to have a voice out there is something that is attractive to people. People want 
they want you to come and write about them. So, you know, it's just been, I mean, it's been, I mean, it's hard for me to intertwine, like, what part, or to separate, like, which part's my career and which part's my life. I mean, it's just all my life, you know, the whole thing for That's life, for awesome. writing and whatever. I think it's that so, way yeah. for everyone. Yeah. Yeah, it should be that way. Yeah. Absolutely. So what advice would you give to somebody? The, the most common uh, situation that I hear about are people who for a long time have wanted to write a book. And they haven't been able to finish, and they often tell me the reason why is time. And I know that you have faced the demon of time management. What advice would you give to people who really want to be an author, but they can't seem to work it into their schedule to get it done? First of all, never, ever say, I can't find the time. Don't say it's hard. I mean, because we really, our thoughts really do create the world. So people go, oh, I really want to do this, but it's too hard. Don't say it's hard. Say it's easy. Start affirming it's easy. That's what you're going to draw out and that it will be easy for you. But as far as finding time, if you want to do it, you can find the time. I mean, you don't have to write for hours at a time. You can write for 15 minutes. You can write while your you know, kids are getting their doctor's appointment, You know, while you're sitting out in the waiting room. You have to really grab it whenever you can take it. And, again, you have to start thinking, this is easy. This is easy. I can find time. There is time. Well, I mean, the things we question, is it easy? It I mean, is, is that true? If you Isn't believe that just lying easy? to yourself? No, it I'm is being easy. provocative, you know. Yes, but. no, it's really the truth. These messages we say to ourselves, I mean, even people that know about their thoughts creating their reality, they're always going, oh, but it's so hard or it's challenging or I can't steal my mind or whatever it is they say. So they're really just, again, setting up those forces against each other. You have to really, not only do you have to know that it works, but you have to know that it works easily and smoothly. I mean, one of my big mantras now is smooth and easy, smooth and easy. I want everything to be smooth and easy. And when you expect that and want that and believe you deserve that, that's that's the reality you're going to get. I mean, that's how powerful our thoughts are. I mean, we do ourselves such a disservice to say, oh, it's too hard or I don't have the time. I mean, yeah, you can come up with any excuse you want, but you can also flip it around. I mean, everything has a flip side, so I always want to focus on the smooth and easy side, always. I mean, I that's love the it. only way to do I it. Love it. I love it. Yeah. I always say fun is, fun is smooth and smooth is fast. Oh, that's good, yeah. So, um, and I think finding finding the fun, and you know, you were talking about you can write your book in 15 minutes. One of my clients actually did that. I have a part of the difference process, which is 10 steps to writing your book. One step is figuring out how you're most productive as a writer. And she was like, the most I can focus for is 15 minutes three times a week. And it took her a little more than a year, but in that in a year, three times a week, fifteen minutes, you know, fifteen minutes at a time, she was able to write her book. And sometimes she wrote longer than fifteen minutes because she was having so much fun, not because somebody said you have to produce five thousand words today. Right, exactly. Which does not feel fun at all. Right, right. And you, whatever, yeah, whatever it takes to make it fun. And and the first thing starts with saying that it is fun. I mean, why do you want to do it? You want to do it because it's fun. I mean, there's no other reason to do it. <laughs> you know, you right. don't do it for I the money. I mean, the money yeah. may come, <laughs> but you well, do it for awesome. the fun. Yeah. That is awesome. So everybody needs to, if you are thinking about writing a book or if there is any obstacle in your life, you need to play around with the nine do-it-yourself energy experiments that prove your thoughts create your reality. And you will find them in Pam Grout's book, E-Squared, which you can find on Amazon or um, take a look at it on PamGrout.com. So, Pam, thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, well, thanks a lot. It was a lot of fun. Yep. Yep. I'm up again, so let's
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.